Hello, Applaud Her listeners and community. Thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the Applaud Her podcast. My guest this week is Gidget Pugh. Gidget is the founder of the business and personal brand marketing company, Socially Focused. By leveraging the skills she's gained from her time working in Silicon Valley, Gidget is now helping small business owners and individuals define their brand message and provides them with the resources to authentically communicate that message to the world. As you may know, the media marketing landscape is vast and requires strategy and nurturing. Well, to our fortune, Gidget is sharing her insightful knowledge for how to approach the world of marketing. And she's definitely taught me a thing or two about how I think about what I share and how I want to represent myself. I gained some incredibly helpful tips for how to better manage my own personal brand in the various social media platforms, and I know she'll do the same for you as well. Please enjoy Gidget Pew. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to talk to you. I just had to throw that out there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to talk to you too. How has your week been? My week has been great. Yeah, I, I had a great, great week. Wonderful. I don't want to take up too much of your morning. I know you're busy and you want to get out and be active. So, and I equally want to do that. So, if you would like, I'm happy to jump right in. Okay. 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 Let's okay. Go. Let's have fun. Awesome. Good. Good. I, I always have fun talking to you, Gidget. Awesome. So, to set the stage, I'd like to start by asking you where did you grow up and what was your first job? I grew up in Oakland, California. And my very first job, I worked at uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell. What was that experience like? I, I have so much admiration for people in the food industry. My dad was a cook and worked in the food industry. And I know it's very grueling and hard work. What was that like? It was grueling. <laughs> yeah. And I was I, I, I was in the 11th grade when I got my first mm-hmm. job. And I, I think... I knew then I wanted to be, I wanted to run my own business because uh, working there is like having to, uh, you know, clock in, clock out. Like I didn't, I didn't like it. And in fact, I probably worked there all of like three weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got fired. But I will say that was the first and only job I've ever gotten fired from. I've never, it's- I've never been fired before. It's those first jobs that shape us. And I equally had two jobs right out of college that I did not like. And one of them, I also got let go. But it's like your heart's not in it, you know? And that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. If your heart isn't in something, it just is not going to work. Exactly. But they shape us. They teach us what we know we don't want in our life. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Um, So my next question is, I want to take a moment for you to speak about socially focused. So um, first, I wanted to ask you if you could share a bit about your professional background and how it led you to start socially focused. I started my career in Silicon Valley as a software uh, sales and marketing professional. I spent almost two decades 
working for companies such as IBM, Oracle, Facebook, JP Morgan Chase, and a few other uh, startups. Um, I've always been a business owner at heart, I think. If I go, you know, tagging on to what I said about Taco Bell, (laughs) I think I've always been, um, the heart of me has always been um, a business owner. so when I, my youngest daughter graduated from college, I saw um, a need to help local business owners in my community. And so I wanted to leverage uh, the skill sets that I've learned in social, um, in uh, Silicon Valley, um, leveraging uh, the internet, emerging technologies, and as well as sales and marketing uh, best practices used by the Fortune 500 companies that I uh that I worked for over the years. So um, I packed up um, all what I I learned and I started socially focused. In the beginning of your business, what were some of the uh, marketing, if I was part of the the work that you started, what were some of the aspects of business that you started to help businesses work on and as far as how they relate to marketing? So just, uh, Mm -hmm. just the, 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 the simple things or the, the, the most common things. And that's just mm-hmm. uh, leveraging social media to market your business. So a lot of my clients that I work with and worked uh, with, um, they didn't even want to open up a computer. They don't like computers, um, you know, cause they're local business owners or small business owners, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. So they just wanted to focus on just selling their products to people that would come into their brick and mortar stores. So uh, one of the things um, when starting out is just helping them to get comfortable with the internet and social media and feeling comfortable with, you know, putting their business out there and helping them to see like, you know, social media, the internet, it's free. So it's free Mm -hmm. advertising. So you're not doing the newspaper. You don't have to do the newspaper where it costs so much. You know, you literally can access the internet, which is, you know, somewhat free and um, social media, which is, was totally free. So that was one of the, uh, the skills that I use, just my, my skills in, in knowing how to market leveraging um, technology. And in working in sales, I imagine it requires a lot of strong relationship building skills, which I know you have. I've, I've, all of all, of all of our conversations, it's just, and even in your own social media, there's this energy that just radiates through everything you communicate. And it just make, pulls me in closer to what you're saying. Um, what, how did you form those relationships with the small business owners? What was your outreach process like? So, so one of the things like, um, I didn't know that I was, uh, I, I, I always say uh, being in sales and marketing, that's part of like my DM DNA. Like that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Like some people have to try, like, I don't have to try. Like I genuinely care about people. I genuinely want to hear um, their problems. So just listening 
to people um, and connecting with them on a, a, a very personal level and understanding um, their issues. That that's, I think that's kind of like if I if I call it like my secret sauce to to what I do and how I connect to people. It's all about being authentic. Um, I authentically care about people and I care about helping them solve their problems and, you know, uh, living their best life. And so going back a little bit to your, uh, your career trajectory and your transition from working for these big fortune 500 companies in Silicon Valley, what role do you think your strength and skills in forming strong connections has played in your upward trajectory of your career? It's definitely been, uh, it's, definitely been like the the key um mm-hmm. the key to 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 what what I do which is why I like doing what I do because it's who I am so I don't have to like play off of anything else other than who I am what I enjoy doing and being amongst the people that I am uh, forming these relationships with. Jumping into a little bit more of focusing on your work on Socially Focused, how did you come up with the name Socially Focused? <laughs> it's such a catchy name and I'm so curious so, to know. So I always, I've always been known by my friends and family and especially co-workers as being, and even customers as being a social bu- butterfly. And my logo, as you know, is a, is a butterfly. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm socially, and then, you know, in the work that I'm doing, that I do, I'm definitely focused. So that's how I came up with it. <laughs> wow. I love the connection and how you bring aspects of yourself. And yeah, it, it, it's that's who good. I am. Yeah. yeah so. What a strong message to send as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it just, it just works. Like, yeah. and like when I'm working with people um, and building their brand, whether it's their personal brand or their business brand, as something that um, an exercise that I have them do is just like sit down and just really think about who you are at your core. Like, and that, that's who I am. Like I'm a social person, you know, and when I'm locked in on something, especially when it has to do with, um, helping people, like I'm laser focused. And that actually transitions perfectly into another question I have, which is when you begin working with your clients, what are some of the most common questions you ask them as you start to build this relationship and helping them? Um, build their branding and um, the areas that they you identify that needs the most attention. So, so two of the the most important questions is mm-hmm. um, your current state. So, what's working well, and what's not working. So, those are two critical questions that um, I ask my clients. And sometimes people, you think you know what is working well until you're asked that question and you're, and you really like dig down deep to really figure out what's working. And the, the very thing that you think is working sometimes isn't really working. Um, so, so, so a couple of questions that I asked, what, what's your, based on your current state, what's working, what's not working. And then also future state. Um, how do you see uh, in a perfect world? How do you see 
your business running? How not only how do you see your business running, how do you see your life, right? Because business mm-hmm. as a entrepreneur, it's like they're even though we don't want we don't want to think that they're one and the same, they are one and the same. Um, so that's those are a, a few key questions that I that I ask. And what are the, some of the most common answers that you get if you're able to share? Um, common questions is. Um, I don't know what's working. I, I think I know what's working. And that um, that's normally, I'm just trying to think uh, what, what's not working, of course, is that the bottom line is that they're, they're not, uh, they're not meeting their, their financial goals and objectives um, is normally uh, one, two, um, they just don't they don't have time. So time management mm-hmm. um, is another big uh, issue that people have. Like you're run, you're trying to run a business and you know, marketing is, you know, critical. It's basically the backbone of, uh, of building a business, but you're focused on, you know, the, you know, finances or employees or customers, you really don't have time uh, for the marketing. So I would have to say marketing is one of the biggest things. And so how do you hone in on those and help your clients make those a priority or help them to maybe remove some of the overwhelm that they might feel? Because marketing has so many elements and components to it. How do you work with your clients to work on and focus on those so they can experience the success or have the success in their business? That, so, so I, so I yeah. think that the first thing is recognizing and embracing that market marketing is a very mm-hmm. key uh, part of the business. The next thing is understanding who your target market is is because a lot of people think well my target market is anybody who will buy my product that is not true um Mm -hmm. so understanding who your target market is understanding what platforms that you should be using because every platform isn't for everyone um so an artist wouldn't necessarily somebody that paints wouldn't necessarily be on twitter that wouldn't be your your target target audience, right? So understanding what platform that you should be focusing your attention on. Um, And then um, helping them to implement tools that will help them to manage uh, their time to ensure that marketing is, um, you know, at the forefront or equally important as their other tasks. How does someone... A business owner, I'm so curious to know, uh, I better identify who their target market is because as someone who is kind of a biz, uh, small business owner in a way, I understand that there's a need to build personas and understand who you're targeting, but how does someone do oh, that? Great. That is a great question. I actually um, had a yeah. call, uh, someone called me yesterday who he mm-hmm. is looking to start a bow tie company. And so I asked them, I said, well, what, who, what's your target audience? He's like, anybody that likes bow ties said, no. So you need to understand, like, are these going to be 
like luxury bow ties that someone like, you know, somebody that's open or can't afford to pay $200 for a bow tie or is your target audience um, maybe uh, someone who uh, maybe can't afford a $200 tie um, and, you know, like a $20 tie. So you need to understand like what their demographics are. So I always tell uh, uh, my clients to start off by building customer personas. So understanding exactly Mm -hmm. who your customer are, your customer is. So is that, is it a male? Is he in his uh, early 20s or is he in his late 40s? Because the conversation is going to be different. The way you talk to that person is going to be different. Is he a VP of a company or is he an engineer or is he, you know, a truck driver? Like you need to understand, you know, who your target market is. And you also, um, you know, want to do market research. Um in terms of that industry as well. So there's a lot of components that go into to understanding your target market. And does the target market ever change at any point in the, in the life of a business? Yeah, it, it, it could. It just depends on, um, I, w- I would say it, it depends on your product. So for me, um, I would say my target audience has, somewhat change. So I was only folk, I I should say it has changed since COVID. Um, My target audience Mm -hmm. was originally just small business owners, but how things have changed due to COVID, I've added personal branding into my suite of products. So people that are folks that are looking to change job careers or getting promotions, now I am speaking to those folks as well. So you might not be an entrepreneur, but you might be someone in the working field um, and you're looking to either switch careers or you're looking to uh, advance your career. So personal branding would be a key uh, component in doing that. I've seen and heard the word personal branding floating around a lot in social media and in different um, communication forums. And before it seemed like the only form of personal branding we had when it came to selling ourselves to a job was our resume and cover letter or CV. Um, how has personal branding, what new components or elements are part of personal branding today? Great question. So thank God for the internet. <laughs> and I always <laughs> tell people uh, with, with, having a digital footprint now and what I mean by digital footprint Mm -hmm. that doesn't just mean your resume being online that also means you being on Facebook you being in Instagram Snapchat Snapchat anywhere that something is posted about you um, makes you well we're all a personal brand right Um, we're on our own Mm -hmm. personal brand but since the internet has come to play and social media um personal brand is now uh a key component because either you're going to tell your story or somebody else is going to tell your story yeah and we don't want someone else telling our story (laughs) i know i don't (laughs) 
No, me neither. The only person that can properly represent exactly, exactly. And and I uh, before um, right probably maybe uh, three years before I left uh, corporate America, I was working for a company, um, company called Hire Mojo, and they uh, Mm -hmm. sold software, um, uh, recruiting software. It was a recruiting software provider. And I used to tell, I used to work with hiring managers and I would work with candidates as well. And I used to always tell candidates, be very mindful of what you post out out there because they have technologies and softwares when they're really trying to investigate who you are, who they're about to hire. You think something is, is private and secret, but it's not. They have software that can crawl behind um, some of these quote unquote protected social media sites and see exactly what you're doing, you know? So you have to really be careful what's being posted out there and protect your brand. And again, making sure that you're telling the story because um, it's your story to tell, not somebody else's. And on the topic of social media, how do you see how social media has influenced and changed the way we brand ourselves? Um, I think that it is amazing. For me, I think it's, it's, it's amazing. Um and it gives us, again, the ability to tell our story, to project um, the pieces of us that we, that we want the world to see. I, I see it as a, a, a great tool in, in telling our story and um, creating a brand for ourselves. Do you have any tips that you can share for someone that's just starting to build their brand on social media, maybe certain images or messages that they should be adding in order to build that engagement? So the first thing that I I would say is because social media, you know, you can put something, once you put something up there, it's there, right? Mm-hmm. So some people think, oh, uh, it's gone in 24 hours. What about if somebody takes a screenshot of that? It's not gone in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So what I say is go through that, ex- go through an exercise of understanding exactly who you truly are at your core and be very strategic. And, and let me be careful about saying being very strategic. You, you never want to put a fake you out there, right? So that's, that's, that's a no, no, that's something that can kill your entire career. And then on the same token, you know, you don't want to put too much out there about yourself because you want to keep something to yourself. Right. So when I say be very strategic, meaning like write out who you are and, and really understand who you are at your core. So just say, for instance, something comes out or you post something that, you know, cause everybody's not going to like what you post, what you say or whatever. But if you know, and you can stand on that 100%, like you don't, you're not wavered. Right. So that's what I mean by mm-hmm. being very uh, strategic. Um, and when it comes to images uh, specifically on uh, um Instagram, you want to make sure, of course, mm-hmm. that the images are 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 clear. And then, um, oh, another thing, I don't know if uh, 
folks are are realizing this, but we're moving. So with Facebook, it was very text driven, right? And then came Instagram and it's very image driven. Then Snapchat came and that's very video driven. And then reels came. So if you notice when you post images, they don't get as much traction as videos because that's where we're moving to. We're moving to videos. People want to see videos. And even it, I think you're on Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? I actually just got an invitation to join six. I'm going to join Clubhouse. Yeah, I get to do that today. So (laughs) Clubhouse and Clubhouse is more of a audio. So we're, so if if you, you see how things are moving. So we went from text, images, video, now audio. So just keep up with, 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 with the trends. And, um, if you're doing videos, you know, uh, try to, I know a lot of people think, oh, I can make a video, but you want to make sure that the, the, the content that you are putting out there is relevant um, because it only takes, some people say one, I say it takes a couple of bad videos or images or context for somebody to un, un, unfollow you. So just be careful and be very strategic about what you're posting. Yeah, it's kind of a a sidebar. I completely agree with what you're saying about being strategic. There's this fine line between authenticity and kind of approaching the environment. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Right. (laughs) And I know that I am very aware of that line and it's something that's, constantly in the back of my mind I probably second third and fourth guess myself before publishing any post or image multiple times because it's so easy for it to be misinterpreted and um I heard recently there was um, someone else on a podcast was saying we live in a society where we're judged based on our actions not on our intentions And that really stuck with me. And it is true, and especially with text or images, it can be misconstrued because an image does communicate a message and people can interpret it in multiple ways. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And even with with, uh, video, um, somebody can take something that Mm -hmm. you said and splice it up to something that you didn't mean. So you have to be very careful even with, with, with video and audio. Yeah. It's a territory that does require some like observation. It feels like it like is symbols. It might seem to jump right in and start posting things. It does. I definitely want to underscore it in that it does require strategy. I don't think that you're wrong to, to word it that communicate it that way because it, that's yeah, yeah, and and I, but I always want to 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 uh, table when I say strategy because some yeah. people will think sh- strategy and automatically think you're thinking you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna uh, misrepresent myself or be fake. Yeah. Um, what is the the word that I'm hearing a lot is being imposter, the imposter syndrome. Um, so you, you don't want to be that. Um, and it's not that you're trying to be that, but I just think that being online, um, you open yourself up to a lot of, uh, criticism, 
and you have to be strong in your beliefs and what you're posting to deal with that. Yeah, I think we have to, the, the kind of um, what I guide in the way I post things is I consider how it could be interpreted all the different ways I think it could be interpreted, but how, if I needed to, what would I, what would be my way of communicating? Right, exactly. So if I can, if I can defend in a positive way, like say, look, this, I'm, I wanted to share this because I think this is something you should know. I, you know, whatever it might be, I can't think of an instance where where I post something really awful, but if you can't defend exactly. it, exactly, and 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 that's why I tell people like like going being like rogue or uh, or posting mm-hmm. um, based on emotions. You have to really be intentional yeah. with your post. Yeah, I think that word intentional is also <laughs> a really good way to dictate how we post things because we can't just post things on impulse. I think having yeah. writing. Being now, how, how many yeah, times do you think you've posted on impulse or are you in, always very intentional? I am always okay. very intentional, I would say. There are certain instances, like it's, I, own, I mostly question it with messages where I think it could be politicized. I try not to incorporate yeah. political messages because I'm not trying to persuade anyone. I really want to inform and educate based off of mm-hmm. my perspective, of course. Um, and then posting photos of myself. That's where I like question a lot. And I'm like, it's just a photo of me. Like I should just be like, put myself out there. I don't like putting myself out there and it making, especially with a plot, her making it about me, but I understand people need to form a relationship and know yeah. that there's a real person. Behind and they, and they want account. to get to know you. I don't know if you remember, but it was like, it was just something about you when you po you posted, uh, this picture of you and mm-hmm. it was just something thing that was just so pure and just so like it was a picture when you were sitting in a car and you and it was just that picture it was like I saw that picture and it was like that's somebody I want to know so it was it was and I think I reached out to you but it was like I saw that picture and I was like wow that that's somebody I want to know. That's so (laughs) moving. I just got goosebumps listening to that because that's the best response I can get and the best feedback because that's what we hope. I think at the end of the day, we all really want connections and, and it, I've been someone that has always enjoyed learning Mm -hmm. and listening to people, but putting myself out there has been tough. And, um, then I, I, rip the rewards in cases like this where I meet someone amazing and get to have great conversations but it's just taking that first step like I don't know how people are going to respond to me and we're all like you said we're very protective of our own brand and who we are and if I know that there's a lot of people judging and criticizing people and luckily I haven't had anything yet of course I don't have many followers but (laughs) but still like the fear of like being poked at and it's just like yeah. okay I need to prepare myself right if there right. are trolls like right and so that that right that? there is a perfect example of like sitting down and and writing out like and really just understanding who you are at your core because then it's like if you post something you can stand behind it because you know this is who you are at 
your core and no one can come to you and, and try to change that. And you, you're, you know, yeah. So I, I just think that is very important. Yeah. And, 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 and too, like with, with, um, like you, you asked me about the, the positive about social media, but I also, you know, want to speak about the negative of social media. Um, and, you know, people are literally taking their lives because of stuff that we post, um, whether it be intentional or non-intentional, like people are depressed and I, I don't know the numbers. I should know the numbers, but I don't, but depression has significantly Mm -hmm. gone up because of social media. So I think that, you know, whether we're, you know, just posting for ourselves, but especially like marketers, like we need to be very uh, aware and intentional about what we post. I know one of the things that, that I hear from young girls is that, you know, they, they see these pretend lives, you know, people live in, you know, these fantasy lives, Mm -hmm. I call them social media lives. And, you know, for people, some people that, that affects them because they, they're feeling like I'm working hard, I'm doing all this and I'm getting nowhere. But this person, um, you know, does basically nothing. And, you know, they have this fabulous life. And I have to remind people, like, you have to chew the meat and spit out the bones, because a lot of stuff you see on social media is not real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, from that, it makes me think, I learned about web design, I got my certification web design a couple years ago. And there are certain instances where I look at a website, and I've naively said it out loud and had to correct myself where I'll show my husband a website about some kind of a service and he'll say does that look like a legitimate business to you I said yeah their website looks great he's like you know that anyone could create a website right like now with social media anyone could create an account and put some stock photos on exactly exactly yep crop themselves in the backgrounds all kind of crazy stuff so you know I try to you know especially with young girls I have like nieces and young cousins like I have to remind them like Mm -hmm. that that that's not real and you nine times out of ten you might be doing more than that person is because you're not online all the time this person this is their life that's what they're doing you know that's their intention so you know it's it's important uh to be intentional. It's important to understand the, the, the meat from the garbage. And it's also, you know, as marketers, it's our responsibility to ensure that, you know, what we're representing is true and it's a, and it's attainable. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. We do have that responsibility and that is something online I'm working through as well, because I feel like there are certain instances where I might post something that might seem glamorous, but behind the scene, it's like, I'm working a nine to five job. I'm working a lot on the podcast. I'm not actually making money from anything that I post. I'm not an influencer. So yeah, I feel like, am I sending a a false message? Am I, you know, making, perceiving people to think that my life is one way, but I think also we need to recognize that the people that do have a lot of followers and beautiful yeah, photographs, they've exactly. had to work really hard to get there as well. And the, But your, pitch, your pictures are beautiful. Your page, I love your page. Your page for me is very angelic. Yeah, 
I love your page. Your page is so inspiring. And I, and I, I, your page is one. So I have like a list of pages that if I don't see them in Mm -hmm. a, in a, like a week or so, you know how the algorithms work. I'll literally Mm -hmm. go and I'll find like, what is she up to? Um, What is she posting? Or when I'm feeling in a certain mood, like just the layout of your picture, your, your, your page is so, uh, is so calming to me. That means so much to me. I, and maybe yeah. because I'm so intentional about it, but I do, that is really what I was going for in yeah. a way with yeah. the colors that I choose and, and the photographs I choose. Yeah. I just want it to be uplifting and happy because I, as I told you, like I, I struggled a lot growing up and I, it took re- leaning on my optimism and sense of hope and positivity to really get me out of those tough moments and I feel like we can all use that we all experience tough moments and while I don't want to paint my life as rainbows and and, and butterflies um, (laughs) because there are such joyous things I don't want to just you know life is made up of a lot of messy parts in between and yeah, so, yeah. Well, keep you. doing what really you're doing. I can't wait to, to to see you in a few years. Um, I I I'm honored to know you. Thank you so much for joining me in my conversation with Gidget Pugh. I hope you found some useful tips and can use them to help guide you through your own personal branding process. If you enjoyed this episode, would like to share your thoughts or feedback, please leave me a message or leave a rating and a review. It's incredibly helpful for me to know what I can do to improve these episodes. Or if you have a guest you'd like to recommend, please email me at podcast at applaudher.co. I'm always looking to highlight the stories and experiences of courageous women. Also, I'm going to be taking a short break to refine and improve the delivery and format of the podcast. I hope you will continue to join me as you can expect to have more inspiring stories and conversations coming your way beginning April 5th. That will also be the first of many episodes coming to you wherever you listen to podcasts on a new monthly cadence. Once again, thank you. And remember, let's advocate for each other.